Founder, we're on a mission to democratize entrepreneurial education and on the way to building one of the largest online schools in the world for entrepreneurs. We interview some of the greatest founders of our generation to find out how they did it so you can too. However, in this series, we're working with our students in the community who are deep within the process of building their own successful business. These are the founders of tomorrow who have stood where you are and on the way to building the business of their dreams. Now, before we jump in, our lawyers have told us to tell you this. Of course, we can't guarantee you will have the results like some of the stories we're about to share. And as you know, with any business, it's a lot of hard work in addition to completing any online course. With that said, welcome to From Zero to Founder. Molly here. I'm Founders Community Manager and welcome back to the series From Zero to Founder. Today I'm sitting down with Ali Evans who is one of our Start and Scale students who's created her very own ethical swimwear company called Tama. She has such amazing insights and she's managed to do a thousand dollars in her first 24 hours. I'm really excited to sit down so let's jump straight in. Hi Ali, welcome. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to speak with me. Why not start by introducing yourself and telling me a little bit more about your business. Hi, Molly. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, so yeah, my name is Ali and my brand is called Tama. Uh, it's a consciously created women's swimwear label. Incredible. It's absolutely beautiful. I went and had a look at some of your pieces online before this call. They're absolutely stunning. And I think the main thing that stood out to me is your mission around your brand, which I, I think is really, really beautiful. Did you want to tell us a little bit more about what it actually, your ethos and your mission is to those that are listening? Yes, definitely. Um, yeah. So before I came up with the brand, I knew I wanted to do something um, along the lines of sustainability. Um, you know, I wanted to feel good about whatever I was creating. So, um, and also through the start and style sorry, start and scale course, um, you know, coming up with a point of difference. So a hundred percent of my swimwear fabric is made from a recycled yarn, uh, which is derived from ghost fishing nets, um, which, you know, pollute our oceans and marine life. Um, and then that fabric, uh, it's can be continuously recycled in a closed loop system. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really beautiful. And I think I love that a lot of businesses now are taking a more um, environmentally friendly approach. And it's the first time that I've actually seen this type of material being used for swimwear. Was this, you know, something that you discovered in your journey or were you kind of inspired by some other brands that were using this? Yeah, I was inspired by other brands that were using recycled fabrics, but it was more um, as I delved into manufacturers and um, types of fabrics that I came across uh, this particular one uh, which stood out to me um, yeah so it was kind of more as I I looked into it um, yeah incredible and what kind of inspired you to create a swimwear line out of all the other products that there are in the entrepreneurial landscape for me, the beach is, is my happy place. Um, so I've always been connected to that. Um, you know, during summer, I kind of lived in my swimwear. Um, so, and, and when I was actually 20, 24, I'm 37 now, I did kind of have a stint at TAFE where um, I did fashion design for swimwear. Um, but at the time, because I was so young, it was 
quite overwhelming to me. And I literally thought I'd have to be in a, you know, uh, with my sewing machine, making all the pieces and um, <laughs> outsourcing didn't kind of cross my mind at that, that stage. So that's where the course has really kind of come into play and helped me a lot with, you know, putting it into practice. Mm-hmm. And what do you think made you kind of say, okay, now's the time to get this dream started? Well, I've, so I've been with a bit of background on me. I've been in the real estate industry since I was 19. So pretty much as soon as I left school, um, and I, I guess I kind of just fell into that career and then I was good at it. Um, so I kept doing it and you kind of, you know, get into a comfort zone, earning good money. Uh, but it was probably more after COVID hit that I, um, like everyone else, took some time out to reflect and, and think about what is making me happy, what's driving me. Um, and I thought if I could be good at real estate, I can be good at something else. Um, and I really wanted to do something that I felt good about and also um, utilize my inner creativity because I've always been quite creative and, and, you know, you can't really explore that too much in real estate. So um, that's kind of what pushed me um, to make the jump, I guess. Yeah. And it's always great, especially I can relate as a creative person, being able to have that outlet. And if you can't do it in your regular nine to five, it's always great to have a passion project on the side. What were some of the first Definitely. steps that you took to really make this reality for yourself? Was it just about research and educating yourself first? Yes. So it was definitely research to begin with. Um, I initially kind of came across a manufacturer that was a like a one-stop shop where, um, you know, they've already made the designs and then you just pick them out and you're you know, color and pattern. And, um, that really inspired me. I thought, Oh, this is going to be so easy. I can, um, you know, just pick out the colors that I want and, and start selling straight away. And of course it wasn't that easy. And I ordered some of those pieces and they didn't fit properly. And, and that's where I got onto the stage of, uh, you know, doing your course, um, finding the right manufacturer, which obviously takes time, um, because you, you know, you need to give them your idea and they send it back to you. Some were terrible, some were great. Um, So yeah, that's kind of where I started. Mm -hmm. And one thing I noticed on your website is it's great that you have your story section, which I think is really, really great in connecting with your audience. And you've mentioned that your um, swimwear is designed in Sydney and made in Bali, Indonesia, which I think is so lovely. Walk about me through that process, sorry, of how you kind of decided on Bali to being somewhere that would be your manufacturer and designing them in Sydney? Yeah, well, initially I looked to get my swimwear designed in Australia because I thought, oh, local's always best um, and it would be great to, you know, have your eyes on everything, um, be able to visit the manufacturer. But it's actually quite difficult in Australia for I don't know if it's just clothing, but also swimwear manufacturer, because as I mentioned before, they don't really have a one-stop shop. You have to get your designs done one place. Um, They're made in another. You often have to provide your own fabrics and um, uh, fittings and things like that. Um, So I then looked to China and Bali because they 
have that kind of all inclusive where they do the labeling for you and um, sometimes even packaging, they supply the fabric. Um, uh, but I ended up connecting with a lady who used to live in Sydney and she now runs a, an ethical manufacturing company in Bali. Um, I've been to Bali many times as well. So I kind of had a connection um, and, and the quality of the product was fantastic. So, um, you know, that's where I ended up. Amazing. And how have you found navigating the relationship with someone, as you mentioned, that isn't local? Is it through uh, lots of calls or emails or how do you kind of navigate that relationship? We did do one call uh, initially, but since then it's all over WhatsApp. Um, And I am a person that's quick to respond. I like to be updated immediately. Um, So my manufacturer's the same. Um, you know, she'll always get back to me pretty much straight away. I don't think I've ever waited more than a, a day. Um, so, yeah, it's all via WhatsApp and it's, it's quite quick communication. Incredible. And I'd love to talk next steps from here. So you found your manufacturer, you found what fabrics you'd like to use, you have a great relationship and you're getting some of the designs sorted. What were the next steps in, you know, was it creating your website or, you know, uh, your social media? What were you kind of thinking in terms of getting to launch? So the first thing I began on was my Instagram page. Um, I know for me, before I started this course Instagram was huge for me as a consumer in terms of um, you know direct marketing um, a product will pop up on your screen that you know that you want and it's so easy and you just click on it and and buy it so I knew that I'd had that experience so for me Instagram was my first step Um, you know I created a mood board um, did a lot of behind the scenes which I think um, your audience, you know, resonates with. Um, So just, yeah, picking out fabrics, showing different cuts, um, asking questions as well, Um, you know, what styles do you like? Um, So Instagram was my first step, Uh, building that audience. um, I even did a a pre-launch giveaway. which helped me get uh, people signing up to my newsletter through Shopify. Um, So that was quite successful as well. Amazing. And I think even having that giveaway as a tactic is really, really smart. Did you give away just your product or did you collaborate with anyone else? Uh, It was just my product and a few other things, um, you know, like a beach towel from another brand, but I didn't collaborate with them as such. But I did sponsor the ad on Instagram, which um, helped with that audience. You know, they weren't just my friends and that was all across Australia. Um, And that was, yeah, I found it quite successful. Uh, What other strategies have you kind of explored to help grow your social media? So I've done the giveaway. Um, I've, I've just launched my first, cause I've only launched just a month ago. Um, so today I've, I've done my first sponsored ad. Um, what other strategies have I had? Not too much yet, to be honest. I've just kind of got to launch. Um, uh, I, I would like to use influencers. Um, I think I've got my, to the stage where I've 
ended up spending more money than I thought and getting the website looking great, um, you know, spending money on professional images. So I think what I really need to do now is uh, possibly work with micro-influencers, um, you know, sending them free products because um, I know that I've got, um, you know, a good friend base and connections that I really need to utilise. Um, so I think that would be the next step for me. Mm -hmm. And it's such a great step, especially in Australia. A lot of us do live in swimwear more than just in summer, <laughs> which is really, really great, especially, you know, in some states where it almost doesn't feel like winter sometimes, which is really, really great. Uh, so I would That's love true. to, yeah. And I'd love to know more about how your real estate experience has probably helped you with, you know, <laughs> selling and, and getting your name out yeah. there and the relationships. How have you kind of, you know, yeah. worked some of those into it? The biggest one, if anyone's listening and they've been a property manager in the past, um, you basically become a problem solver um, and you're often dealing with negativity. So people will call up and they've got a, you know, a blocked sink or it's flooding or, um, and you, you have to think on your feet quickly and come up with a solution. Um, so I think my property management background definitely has helped because it's made me realise Gosh, if I can do that, I can do anything. Um, and yeah, I've also had a sales background as well. So um, yeah, just that confidence to market yourself. Um, and what I've learned recently um, with help actually from uh, a member of the Start and Scale community um, is to sell your personal story because people will really connect with that. Uh, so I would like to, at the moment, there's not too much about me on my website, but I am thinking about, um, you know, selling more of myself and my connection and my story, um, which, yeah, consumers connect with. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And I think even with your name being inspired by Tamarama Beach and that connection there I think is really beautiful as well. So I know that, you know, having that experience in real estate will definitely help you foster a community. I have no doubt about that. And being so new to launching, it's still, you're still learning on your feet and you're still kind of figuring out where you're going, which is, I think, really exciting about having students like yourself on this podcast, because it's insane what you can do within a month. And you're just testament to that as well. Yes. I'd love to know also about how you juggle your nine to five with also having a, a passion project or a side hustle on yeah. the side. It, it is hard. It is tough. I'm not going to lie. Um, so the first step I made was a, a resigning from a high pressure BDM role. So it's business development management. Um, and I just, I couldn't do it. I found that I kind of lost my excitement coming up to launch and I thought this is not good. I've spent so much money on my product and I'm just too busy to think. Um, so I kind of weighed it up and for me, time was more valuable than money. Um, so I ended up, I'm still in real estate, but I got a job, just a reception role, nine to five and I'm five o'clock out the door and I, I now have time to, to focus on the business. Um, but I will say coming from a different industry where, you know, you have a manager, they give you KPIs, they tell you what you need to achieve each week. When you do it on your own, you don't have that. So you really need to set a schedule, write down what you want to achieve in the week, even if it's, you know, 
small items because um, what I've noticed already is that one, two, three weeks can pass. And if you don't have a goal, um, you know, your business is just sitting there doing nothing. So you need to be really organized and goal driven. Hey there, Nathan Chan here, CEO and publisher of Founder Magazine. If you're enjoying From Zero to Founder and you want to learn from some of the greatest entrepreneurs of our generation, then I highly recommend you also subscribe and check out the Founder Podcast. We talk to some of the most successful people on the planet to discover how they're building their businesses. So you can take a front row seat as we go deep and we learn from some of the founders of brands like Netflix, Dropbox, Reebok, and so many more, and how they built these companies. You can find the Founder Magazine podcast with Nathan Chan on all podcast platforms. Make sure you subscribe. All right, now let's get back into the show. Leading up to your launch, was there any goals that you had in mind or were you more just excited about sharing your product with your community? (laughs) Look, I was excited to share my product because it's, it's really hard to have an Instagram page prior with a mood board with, with nothing to really show yet. So it was good to be, I kind of get all my images up there, my professional photography. Um, but my goal really initially was to gain subscribers to my newsletter, um, which I did with the pre-launch giveaway. So at least I've got something there now to nurture um, I, what I forgot to mention before was I did do a, a discount code to friends and family, um, which was successful as well. So that really helped to made them kind of feel special. Um, so my goal was really just to, to sell, <laughs> sell my product, which I did do. I mean, I haven't done huge numbers, but, um, what it has taught me is that um, people are interested in my product. It validates my idea. Um, and, and we are talking about mostly friends and family that have initially purchased. Um, so my next goal now is to really drive the marketing. I'm looking at lots of different areas um, and also learning. It's um, so much information to take in, new information or just even setting up platforms and things like that. Um, and, and, you know, just testing them out and seeing how they go. Mm-hmm, definitely. And that is so exciting, finally, be able to share your product on your Instagram with these beautiful photos that you have. Have you established any email campaigns, as you said, that you wanted to kind of connect with your audience? Have you thought of any ideas that you want to do on your emails to kind of grow that a little bit further and kind of foster those relationships via email? I have, yeah. So I, I guess the first step was to create a welcome email, which I'm still tweaking now. Um, so yeah, when people sign up to your um, newsletter, they will get kind of a welcome. Um, and yeah, using those kind of automated emails, but also sharing um, content. So um, for example, uh, one of my patterns was created from a photograph of a rock pattern at Tamarama beach, which my dad took. He's a photographer. And, um, you know, that kind of, to me has that personal connection. So maybe, uh, doing a story about that, um, you know, uh, where the, uh, the range kind of came from and what it was inspired by. Um, so just little touch points, um, you know, it's easy to kind of, give discounts left, right and centre when you start, but also trying to give that value as well. 
Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I think that's a lovely story about that because I saw that pattern and I was like, wow, that's so beautiful. It's oh. the browns and the, the nice cream tones. It's earthy kind of. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really beautiful. So definitely I'm 100% encouraging that idea because it's a great idea that you've had. <laughs> Um, and I'd love Thank to you. know, you're very welcome. I'd love to know leading up to your launch, how you were able to launch with so many different styles because you have full pieces, you have two pieces, you have many styles, you also have accessories and they're all beautiful. <laughs> how did you pull that oh, off? Thanks. Well, originally, I see, I thought I was kind of coming up with, with a small range, but then once it, um, it all comes out. I'm like, well, that's quite a lot. I could have probably done with less, um, but I wanted to keep it simple. I, so I basically got three bikinis and a one piece. So there's four products, but they come in four colors each. Um, and at the last minute I added black because I read online that, you know, people will you know, be drawn into your website by looking at the rock pattern swimwear, but then they'll just end up buying the black bikini. And that's so true because it's almost been like the number one seller. So I'm really glad I added that last minute. Um, yeah, but the products look, I thought I was keeping it small, but it does look like a lot on the website when you see all the different variations. And I think it, it's beautiful. I loved looking at the different top styles that you had in the sarong and the canvas bag. I think they're great touches as well. Was that with the intention to help increase your average order um, value as well, to have those little add-ons and things like that? Yes, I definitely wanted to. I'm selling them individually, the pieces, um, but most people that have bought have bought more than one item. Um, and I also wanted, you know, everyone's not the same size top and bottom. So I wanted uh, the consumer to have the flexibility to buy pieces that suit them. Um, And I was conscious of the designs um, suiting different body shapes as well. So that did come into mind when I was designing the pieces. And I think it's great as, you know, a female entrepreneur, you're able to think of those sort of touch points as uh, your target audience, which is, I think, incredible to have. And another really unique thing that I think your brand does to differentiate yourself and set yourself apart is you also do donations, which I think is absolutely beautiful. Did you want to touch upon that a little bit more? Yes. So I wanted to give back as a business owner. um, And I signed up to, it's called 1% for the planet. So basically 1% of all revenue will get donated um, to kind of non-for-profit grassroots organisations um, that tackle a number of kind of world um, environment issues. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's really beautiful. And another thing that you can add into your email campaign, there's so many great benefits. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really amazing. And I think you've done such a great job for being such a new business. And I'd love to speak to you about the feelings that came about with launch. How did you feel when you saw that first sale come through, even if it was just family or friends? How was that moment for you? It was weird. I've just put in so much time and effort up until the point of launch that it was kind of this, it felt good, but it was almost numb. (laughs) I'm just being honest and telling you my real emotions. It kind of just felt, wow, like overwhelming. Um, but of course it was exciting. Um, yeah, it was very exciting to see those orders come through. Um, as I said before, it's just validating your idea that, you know, people like it, they want to buy it. Um, so that was exciting, but 
yeah, I just had after launch, it was just like, whoa, I finally did it. Like I've got to this stage and I almost felt like wanting to take a, you know, a three week holiday um, just to kind of refocus and then, you know, launch into the next stage of the business, which again is a lot of learning, figuring out which avenues for advertising that you want to take. So mm-hmm. it's rewarding, but there's also a big big journey ahead, which is the daunting part, but you're doing so well. And, um, it's very exciting. And you did have great success in your first 24 hours. You hit, you know, a first goal or a milestone that a lot of other businesses aim to do, which is, you know, that 1,024 hours, which I think is absolutely incredible. And, not many businesses can do that. So that's such a, a great thing. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, how did you feel after, you know, your first 24 hours? I felt good. Um, it's kind of like, oh, is this just going to keep on happening or um, is it going to slow down? Is that, it's that initial kind of launch fever where everyone's excited? Um, no, but it did feel good. And look, even just to print my first label, um, you know, go to the post office, send my first package. Like that's all learning too. Cause I hadn't done that. Um, uh, one of my friends ordered a couple of bikinis. So to check the size, but you know, she had to return one of them and I was like, Oh yeah, I can do a return. Um, you know, it's just all part of the learning process. Definitely. And since launch, have you been able to get like really good social proof in terms of reviews and feedback from your customers? I have, so I don't have a review platform on Shopify. I've, I've decided not to take that avenue just because I, I don't know, there's the type of the brand. I want it to kind of appear high end and like a lot of competitors that I've seen don't have the kind of reviews on their website where, you know, people are sending photos and things like that. But what I have done is I've, I actually did this today, screenshot um, replies that I'm getting, um, through Instagram or WhatsApp, just saying, wow, the material's so soft. It's such good quality. I love it. Um, so I will kind of collate that feedback and, and use that in my marketing, definitely. Mm-hmm. And is that somewhere that you kind of want to go next? Like is the next big thing going to be maybe Facebook marketing or more Instagram marketing? Yeah. Like where are you thinking of taking Tamar next? Um, so I'm really interested, yeah, definitely Facebook and Instagram, but I also have come across Pinterest, which I think is a really good idea because it's 80% female users um, with a high disposable income. Um, So I'm just learning about that now. And I know that um, I was a Pinterest user before and um, yeah, you'll be looking and it, you know, you're kind of in a safe place because it's all inspirational, um, you know, whether you're planning your next, um, you know, outfit or homewares um so yeah if you can market direct through that i think it's a really good idea so i'm looking at pinterest um instagram facebook and and probably the influencers micro influencers amazing you've got a lot on your plate but it sounds like an exciting future (laughs) ahead (laughs) and working towards wrapping up i'd love to kind of know also where you might see some of your swimwear line. Are you thinking about doing new colors or different kind of styles? What's next in terms of your product? Yes, definitely. I think I will have to start thinking about that. Um, I would love to sell my stock first, but I know that I kind of have to think ahead. And with swimwear, it it does take a while. I was supposed to launch pre-summer last year and I ended up launching last month right as the kind of what's it called? La Nina or, and all the floods. Um, so not ideal. Um, 
but yes, I will think of a new line because uh, it does take time to get that manufacturing done, the samples sent back and forth. Um, I think maybe my next range will be kind of more bright colors. Um, I think after all the lockdowns that we've been through, you know, people want to celebrate and, and kind of wear more color. So I think maybe that's the way um, fashion's heading. Um, yeah, we'll see. But I, I want to stick with the classic designs, which kind of transcend seasons and kind of focus on that slow fashion, um, where if you do buy one of my pieces, you can, you know, wear it for years to come. Yeah. And I think that's such a key thing about your brand as well as it's, you know, you, you have such a great price point too, but it's something that you can recycle again. If you know, if you get all your wear out of it, or you'll have it for a long period of time anyway, with those timeless colors and those timeless styles, which I think is really, really great. And has that luxurious feel, as you mentioned, that you want your brand to have. And my last question and my favorite question to anyone that listens to this podcast frequently will know is if there's anyone listening that might be in a position like yourself, whether they've always wanted to have a dream of opening their own business or, or following their passion, what advice would you give to them? Definitely do it. Um, just break through that fear. I think it comes down to confidence and belief in yourself. And I've managed to launch with a website that I think looks fantastic. Um, and really, if you break it down, it just comes down to lots of little micro decisions over time. So, um, yeah, just have belief and faith in yourself. Break through your fear um, or your comfort zone. Um, I was actually terrified of posting about my launch on the Start and Scale group and I almost didn't do it and I thought, oh, no, just go ahead and get yourself out there. So I did it and I had an overwhelming response from people saying, wow, I love your website. Did you have prior experience in design? And, um, and also some really positive feedback in what I can change. And here I am now sitting with you after you, you know, saw those comments and invited me to be on the podcast. So I think just, um, yeah, push through and, and be brave. Mm -hmm. It's such great advice. And I think, you know, your testament to someone that can have an idea, follow a dream and make it happen. And it's only been a month, but I know you have such a bright future ahead of you. And I can't wait to see all of the amazing implementations that you do, Ali. And I, yeah, I hope we can catch up again in the future and recap all, all the amazing stuff that you've achieved. Thank you, Molly. And thanks for having me. Hey guys, we hope you're loving From Zero to Founder and you're getting a ton of value from it. If you want to access the exact free training that led today's founder to where they are now, head to founder.com or head to the link in the show notes.